0: This is Magnum CK, and as long as you're listening to Wrestling Cheers, you will be sports entertained! Making your way in the world today takes everything
1: you got. Taking a break from all your worries, sure would help a lot. Wouldn't you like to get away? Sometimes you want to go.
2: And welcome back to Wrestling Cheers, where everybody knows your name, especially when you do all of the drugs. More on that very shortly. This is Wrestling Cheers. We like to talk about things going on in the Northeast Ohio independent wrestling scene. We preview shows, we review shows, and sometimes we even have interviews along the way. I am your host heavy set. And this is a review of last weekend's Zero Cool from AIW. Before we get into all that, let's get into some information that you need to know. Please rate, review, and subscribe to this very podcast wherever you're listening to us. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, YouTube, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Podbean, rest cheers, .podbean.com. And our contact info, we're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Facebook.com slash wrestling cheers, Twitter.com slash wrestling cheers, and Instagram.com slash wrestling cheers. Email if you so choose to desire, wrestlingcheers at gmail.com. And we still have the What a Maneuver site, uh, the store there, so you can buy some wrestling cheers merch. Please head on over there and help support the show. Let's get into the fun that was zero cool. And uh, first, let's start with bringing on Rick.
3: Good day, gentlemen. How is
2: everyone? Uh, we're, we're we're doing pretty good. Um, unfortunately, we did have this planned out in advance. We had a, a particular third member picked out, and that would be none other than Young Ed of Pod Van Dam. But Rick, would you like to explain what happened to Young Ed?
3: Um, I'm gonna go with the 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 TV14 version as opposed to the TV-MA version. Um, Ed had a wisdom tooth pulled and is in no condition to do the podcast because of his wisdom tooth. Oh, wait, you can't see air quotes on a podcast, can you? No. Uh, anyway, he had a wisdom tooth pulled. He's he's in excruciating pain.
2: But there was the also the fact of how I, I, I opened up the show. Uh, Are
3: you going to do the TVMA version? Yeah, we're going
2: to we're going to talk about it. Uh, he he had the opportunity to come on and defend himself. He chose not to. We did we did the same shit to throw store jobber. So hey, <laughs> fair's fair. So, um,
3: yeah. <laughs>
2: Ed got a little.
3: likes his he likes his Jager bombs. That boy. He, he likes his Jaeger bombs.
2: He got a little fucked up. Like a little. It, it sounded like. It got really bad in the second half, but according to him, which he he told us in our chat prior to recording, he only remembers the first two matches.
3: So I I can, I can shed a little bit of light on the, we decided to go over. um, I love the neighborhood, you know, that, that Lakewood uh, vibe, lots of nice little bars and restaurants and everything. So we went a couple doors down to the old, old AIW after party spot, the flying rib and my wife and I was there, and we, you know, we were met by Jeff and Chris and and Young Ed and Stephanie. We got to Jagerbomb number seven uh, with Young Ed.
1: This hold is, the fuck on, Jagerbomb number seven happened there
2: before
3: seven p.m. Hold on, hold on. We gotta pro-
2: uh. we gotta properly do this. I didn't. I, we're gonna get through all this and then bring him on. But the fact that this part's taking way too long, might as well might as well bring him in. This. uh we have filling in for uh, Drunk Ed. That's actually, it's no longer Young Ed. It's Drunk Ed, because the other Ed doesn't get drunk. <laughs> From now on, it is Drunk Ed, even though he's taking a, uh, spoiler alert, he's taking a soft sabbatical until Mania Weekend. So um, he has said, if you see him with alcohol, please knock out of hands. But anyway, we have Stacy filling in for Drunk Ed.
1: Hi. Hold on. So Ed drank seven Jaeger <laughs> bombs before he even came to the Winchester.
3: Ed drank seven Jager bombs before we even came to the Winchester this all makes sense now uh. yes <laughs> well I was having a nice dinner with my wife and uh, Ed came in with Steph and I figured hey they're gonna have some dinner and enjoy their you know couple of hours before and at no point in time did I see any food go into young Ed <laughs> just <laughs> oh, seven God. Jager bombs. Oh,
1: that is just fantastic. I wow. For his birthday, should we get him a bottle of Jaeger? No <laughs> that's a terrible idea. <laughs> you should buy him liquor he doesn't like that much because he likes that shit way too much.
2: I don't know, but I th- okay, this was me like that that was my first alcohol that I really liked, and I did like it underage, but I drank so much of it. That after a while, I stopped drinking it. And I don't think I've had Jaeger in maybe a decade, if not
3: longer. Yeah, everybody's got the one. The one that you used to drink, but you don't drink anymore, either because you just got tired of it, or you just got to the point where you got sick off at one time. I can't drink Black House. I can't even smell Black House. That blackberry smell still curdles my stomach to this day.
2: Yeah. The one that got me, where I I only had it once, and I think it's it's absolutely disgusting, and it's a well known alcohol. It's a eighteen hundred tequila.
1: Ugh. Now, I had a I had a bad night with Jose Cuervo in my teens, and I just don't fuck with no tequila anymore.
2: I'm pretty much the same way. Everybody's like, "Oh, have this," I'm like, "No, fuck off." Or I get the thing because it was uh, the gold tequila like oh the silver's better i don't give a fuck and i had an asshole. Yeah. i had a complete asshole of a friend who told me like oh yeah if you drink 1800 you need to drink it out of the cap it's like made for its own shot glass it is because it's glass and it's like a little stem it's like it, it's a slow glug as it's all like pouring in it's like glug, uh. glug uh, uh. just thinking about it gets me sick and i know i haven't had that in a good decade. That is, I know, is a good decade.
1: I probably haven't had Jaeger in about a decade, too. I drank way too much of that shit. I can't stomach it as a,
3: a middle-aged man. I can honestly say it had been almost 20 years since I had Jaeger, and then I felt obliged when Ed had two of them in his hands during the eighth match to take one and down it. Just taking one for the team.
1: So, bit, you telling me that you had had seven brings a whole new light to my first interaction with Ed which he walked up to me and he had a glass with another glass and like a plastic cup with another cup inside of it. And the cup inside of it had a Jäger bomb in it. And he was like, oh, this is two Jäger Bombs. And I was like, oh, he's starting his night off with two Jäger Bombs. Ah, that was eight and nine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that explains why he was so fucking happy. I thought he was just having a really good day.
2: <laughs> yeah, he seemed a little... Like, even the moment, first moment I seen him, he seemed fucked up, and I didn't know if it was one thing or the other. But I even told him, I think at intermission, like, dude, like, I need you to remember these matches for the podcast. And he's like, oh, it's going to be fine. Yeah, I seen him after the show, and he was just sloshed.
1: He told me right at the beginning of the night when I saw him with that cup, the two cups. I was like, man, you're supposed to do the review show. And he was like, oh, it's cool. I'm going to quit drinking at intermission.
2: Yeah, yeah, that that was a thing. I think it was, inter, like, I'd seen him, and he's like, oh, I'm going to, you know, because he told me earlier that he was going to quit at intermission. And then at intermission, I mean, I don't know if Ed cares that we talk about it, but he said, he well, he was going to go out and do some extra clicker activities that wasn't drinking. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, God, like, good God, you're not going to remember a goddamn thing.
1: Well, my assumption when he did that was, like, that was, you know, to... To ease out the rest of the night. You know that what was, I
3: mean? Like That was back to reality.
1: Yeah. I didn't realize he was already like, the, you uh, know, ready to just sit on the floor and have a little, little <laughs> nappy
3: time. A little nap. The plan was just so, I, I mean, at least he was consistent. Before he had the first Jagerbomb, he said, I'm going to drink until intermission and then I'm done. I got to be okay.
1: Yeah. That's that's a responsible plan if you adhere to it.
2: (laughs) So with all that being said, that is why young Ed is not with us tonight. I don't know when the next time he'll be on. It's going to be maybe hell on earth ish. So we'll 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 check in with him then.
1: But I'm saying is he thinks it's a really like he's incredibly embarrassed himself. And I do not think that's the case. Yeah, nope. It's fine.
3: Like
2: like their store jobber was way worse. Granted, he Ed was way more drunk, but he didn't really cause any problems.
1: So. No, he just made someone think he might be dying. Right. <laughs> Ryder <laughs> Reed
3: had some concern Poor Ryder Reed <laughs> Carson as well. Carson was, had his eye on him for most of the second half.
2: Speaking of Carson, that was a nice uh, transition. I did want to kind of bring up because I'm going to mention it this week. And I'm going to mention it next week. Next week, we do have Brian Carson on for an interview. And it, before this show. I was able to sit down with Carson, and we we, and we had a chat. It's hard to find locations half the time, so I'm, I'm learning to improvise and go, okay, since I have a battery-powered recording machine, I don't have to always be in a regular spot. I can go somewhere else. Like with the PB Smooth interview, we were in the hotel lobby. So right next door, there was this seasonal shop called The Gorilla. It's, uh, G- the Gorilla Smoke barbecue they have, like, hot dogs, soft serve ice cream, and all this other stuff. Well, it's now in the colder weather, and they, they are shut down for the year. So I'd seen it, and I was like, okay, there are chairs and everything, like, sitting out. Like, fuck, we could just, like, set up here real quick. And, like, it's not going to be an issue because we're I'm not going to fuck anything up. He's not going to fuck anything up. And as I'm setting up, and Carson's right there with me, the owner stops by. And it, he kind of gave me shit for just... Like 15 to 30 seconds, but enough to like, I'm like, oh, fuck. Cause he was just like, what are you doing here? Uh, you're trespassing. Uh, I didn't give you permission to be here and all this other shit. And I'm just like, I was apologizing and everything. And he was just like, "I I don't care. He's like, you're welcome to be here. And he explained that he was just like showing up because he had some, uh, barbecue that he was like, uh, working on like there for, for a friend. But still, like, oh. I, I want to give I want to give a quick shout out. If you're ever in the Lakewood area, like if I will be anytime soon and it's it's open, like, obviously next year, the Gorilla Smoked Barbecue. Check them out. Uh, the, if what I smelled is equivalent to the barbecue that they have, they it sounds like or smell like it was worth the try. So if AIW pops back up there next year, especially in the warmer months, I, I'll probably be stopping by.
1: I feel like AIW is going to be back at the Winchester. Like, I I think the show went really fucking well.
2: Like, before we get into the actual show, let's talk about like all that kind of stuff. We've we've kind of talked about it off air. For me, and one of my biggest issues, and I know it's like I'm I'm in the minority, and there's nothing that I could do about it. I'm not a fan of standing room only, and if this is replacing tequila jacks, that's my only gripe. Where I'm like, well. I liked Shaquilla Jacks because I could be able to, like, sit down in a chair like a normal show, but if we're going to be showing up to the Winchester that many times a year, I'm going to hate it, like that aspect of it. But I do understand their kind of side of, of it being closer to where they normally operate, it's closer to where all their stuff is, instead of having to lug it across town. And on top of all of that shit, it's, there's actually, like room for a dressing room even though like there's like no room for gimmick tables like at once that fucker's full like i think there was probably besides aiw stuff that was set up maybe four people set up for gimmicks like that was it but all in all it is I, I, the thing I, the last thing i'll throw out as long as i get to keep akron i guess i can't complain too much
1: yeah man i mean i i standing room's not my favorite uh i think next time i would pick a different spot than i picked this time uh but i can deal with it if it's just an occasional show it's not like it's every show
3: how about you rick you know what i i like the standing room only um in small (laughs) doses you know we just did wrestle rager and then we did this one both were standing room only i think maybe if we didn't have two standing room only shows so close together. We wouldn't really even notice it that much Where I was standing over by the um, uh, By the curtain uh, Right where the rails were I didn't have any problems You know, kind of leaning on the rails And and hanging out Nobody in front of us um, I, I'm partial to Tequila Music Jack's Whatever uh, <laughs> Tequila Music Jack's links What's that? I said Tequila Music Jack's links Yeah, exactly Because it's five minutes from my house So yeah, you know, it's nice to get one in the backyard every once in a while. But I told and I actually I mentioned this to to John that night. I said, I'd be more than happy to, you know, to if we're giving up tequila music for this. Um, you know, that's the that's the venue that I'd like to see. Um, you know, maybe they could. And they were even tweaking with the setup where they moved the rails during intermission. Um, I think it was a real bad light of sight when you were over by the bar. Uh, with people up on the stage area. So they, I know they, they pulled that back. Um, you see, I'm one that likes the gimmick tables too. I like, you know, being able to say hi to people and, you know, and give them some money. Uh, if, you know, if we could figure out a way to even, you know, push gimmick tables someplace else or wow, you know, not... even, even a post show kind of thing where they, you know, they do a little bit of gimmick stuff. I know that's, you know, you're getting kind of late at night. Some people like to take off and, so you're, you're, know, here...
1: Here's what I think the easiest solution for that is, um, you know, whoever grabs the gimmick table spots that are over there in that one corner, so be it. But then do what you did at Russell Rager or like what PWG does, and let people set up around the ring with their gimmicks during intermission. Like at Russell Rager, the Fuckets had their shit like right in front of where I was standing.
3: Yeah, yeah, so- you could do that, or even on the far side of the room. There was a lot of room. Or I was standing that, you know, we could have thrown three tables up there near the uh, near the barrier.
2: Yeah, I know with me, I w- only thing I really wanted from this show was a picture with Alley Cat that I forgot to get at WrestleRager because I wanted to get a picture with my uh, Whataburger fanny pack. Forgot it for that show. And I was like, oh, I'll bring it to all wrestling. She'll be there. Yeah, no, she wasn't because she got injured. So she went home. And got like her hand looked at. So, the, I mean, obviously that's fine, but I was like, God damn it. Like, I fucked up. So, this time I was like, okay, if she doesn't get hurt. I'm going to get that picture. So, I had to like end up waiting because there was no gimmick table. Like, and she was never set up for one. Like, and it took her a while to come out. Like, I think she, I saw her like in intermission. She walked across the room and I, she went into kind of like that other dressing room area that they had. Cause there, yeah. there was the one by the, the curtain, and then there was, like, this one behind the gimmick tables. She went in there, and then she, like, came back out later, and I think she went yeah, back she, to the other one.
3: She was out by us for about a half an hour. She actually was out during the the boys, uh, the Jollyville boys match and the one after that, um, over by the dressing room where I was standing. Like, Zoe Sky stood out there for the entire second half. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I stood with Marino and Frankie Flynn and a lot of those guys. A.J. Gray came out and was what you know, it's – it's not optimal, but you can say hi to guys, A you know, nice job, whatever, you know, random, generic, you know, compliment you want to give them.
2: I was kind of upset uh, Zoe Skye's uh, fiance wasn't there. How about you, Stacy?
1: I was crushed. <laughs> I actually, I had a conversation with somebody outside before the show. I was like, well, I wonder if somebody's going to show up and try to start shit with me. <laughs> I mean, he did say he was going to shoot me. <laughs> <laughs> He, he, yeah, whatever.
2: He also said he had sex with your... Did he say girlfriend or wife?
1: Wife. Yeah. yeah.
2: So, he said he had sex with your wife. So, that'd be a funny conversation to have with his wife. Yeah. Friend, say. Eh,
1: you know what? <laughs> he, you know, he wasn't booked. So, you don't show up when you're not booked, I guess.
2: Nah, he used to. I don't want to talk too much shit about him, but he used to.
1: That's how <laughs> first... I don't care him. enough about that dude to talk shit or not. Whatever.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just... Uh, I was, I was kind, of, kind of upset. I was going to offer him water if he was there. Uh, that's good. That's good. <laughs> anyway, um, but yeah, like I had to
1: wait without the blaze.
2: <laughs> I had to wait till after the show to get to get the picture with her. Yeah, I don't know if I could sit there and like, you know, have conversations with wrestlers and all that during because like, I'm doing the, the tweeting and the, the Instagram videos, and you know sometimes people really do enjoy the Instagram videos, and hell, wrestlers half the time will say, like, hey, can I have this? Can you send me a the copy of it? So, yeah, I was pretty busy, so I don't know how much fun or everything I would have got out of that particular corner. The only thing great thing about where I was on my side of the ring was after intermission when they... For what seemed to be a weird reason I'm like why the fuck are they moving the barricade out Oh because they were going to do A spot later on With a table and yeah I end up Getting that you know A really good angle of that instead of like I don't know some Shitty footage like over everybody's head And you can't even see the table so
1: I I saw that video where you can't see the table Yeah I don't know whose it was But yeah I'm
2: not sure either But it's just like oh cool Where'd they go
1: they disappeared. <laughs> yeah.
2: So that's when I was like, all right, I have to put this video out because I really like slagged behind on it. So if you go to the Wrestling Chairs Instagram, you could see uh, there was two videos that I wanted to post there oh, that I did post. There was that one. And then later on in the night, which we will obviously get into the card, but it was kind of a, a split reaction between Wes and the Duke. So I wanted it people who weren't able to be there to hear the kind of mixed reaction. So
1: AARP.
2: God, God. Uh, we don't have too much time we've wasted a good amount of time talking about bullshit so let's uh, let's go over this card it's a, a lot to talk about and we got about 45 minutes of actual t- our time not what you're going to hear time to talk about anyway, start off with uh, the match or the show started off with Party Never Stops Big Tuan Tucker and Parker Pierce versus Eric Ryan and Bobby Beverly, the Young Studs, and uh, this is weird. This is the first time that I've had to do like results in a very long time. So they weren't as good as Cadence. So uh, yeah, the Young Studs won via pinfall, and this was a fun, fun match to start off with. What do you guys think about it?
1: I liked it. Big Tuan coming off his first booking outside of AIW uh, or. Outside of Cleveland, at least, yeah. Uh, on that Haas show, um, I thought I thought it was a good match. It was a, a fun way to start things off. Uh, some pretty hard chops here and there, and uh, yeah, it's good. Twan's coming along, man. I like Twan.
2: What about Parker?
1: Parker's good. I think Twan's the the standout of that team, to be honest. But Parker's good. I just I don't know if he's found. I don't know what. You know what I mean? Like I don't know that. I don't know that, that dude's got his stuff completely hashed out yet. I don't know that Tuan does either. Tuan's just entertaining. Tuan is an entertaining human in general, I think.
2: Yeah. I I'll I'll give you that. I think these were two guys that prior to this tag team, they really didn't have much. Like, like Tuan would have, you know, some scramble matches here and there. Parker would be maybe some scramble matches here or there, a couple, you know, one-on-one matches, but they were just Oh, that's AIW student Parker Pierce. Oh, that's AIW student Big Tuan Tucker. And when you put them together, it made sense. And I, from day one, I've loved these two together. I feel like it gives them both purpose. Now, granted, when we get to the point where this tag team ends, Big Tuan probably has the easier transition out of it. I don't know about Parker.
1: I think the thing that would make a huge difference with them for me Is if they spend a little more mic time or a little more promo time, or if nothing else, have Duke like build them up a little bit more. But they sort of just seem like they're there. Like, hi, we're a tag team. We're affiliated with Duke, and like their in-ring stuff's fine. There's just not a lot of there's not a lot of character around it, other than you know, Tuan's a a character. Like you can watch Tuan watch other people's matches, and (laughs) it's entertaining.
2: I'm not really big on buying. You know, uh, AIW product right after they get, it gets released. But far as what I found out by watching a lot of shit on Powerbomb, that there's a lot of promos at the beginning of the show, but when they get released,
1: so I that think that shit should probably be on the YouTube channel.
2: It should like it. There used to be a point where almost every match, and like I love it when we get those points where there's like buildup going into the matches. Like even Magnum lately, but I think it's been because he's been busy. He hasn't. Uh, cut a promo going into a match since their match against the Fuckets. School's back in session. Yeah. So I, I know he's busy, but. And he's, he's also, making, he... making movies too,
1: man. That's <laughs> yeah. a busy man.
2: Yeah. Like he, I mean, he hasn't even done adults in a while. I know that's got to be part of it, but he was a guy who was very dependable. And I'm just saying that he hasn't even like done them lately. And some people like they do like the, what we had two promos going into the show. The Duke and Wes Barkley? that was it.
1: That's the only ones I seen. Duke taking time out of his important softball game to <laughs> cut a promo.
2: <laughs> Good God, that was so great! Just the people talking shit and the fact, like, he was clearly, clearly at softball and the game. By the sound of it, the game was still going on.
3: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Somebody's game was going on. Yeah, it, it's a bit of an aside, but I looked up. Uh, I, he had his uh, team name on the uh, on the jersey. So there's a there's a service that does I play softball in Euclid. There's a service that does all the scoring for basically any kind of league around the northeast Ohio. So I have so we have uh we have good stats from Oh boy from, from softball. So maybe we should we'll have to do that as a maybe a weekly feature the <laughs> this week <laughs> this week in Duke softball stats. How late does softball go? This
1: has gotta be like wrapping up the season, right?
3: Uh yeah, fall fall season should be uh, just about over.
1: Yeah, I doubt there's a lot of winter season, right? Like they don't, there's no... not not outdoors at least. Is there indoor softball?
2: Yep. Can can the next That's sticker a... be a Duke trading card?
3: Fuck oh, yes! How then... funny would that be? <laughs> yeah, I got Even... another. Uh, I got a, a reorder of Twan coming up. So uh, Thorn asked for that. I guess he he said he misplaced the ones that I gave to him. So. We have to do another, get a reorder of those, and then. Uh, You've already it. got
1: a picture of him basically in his uniform. Like,
3: you can <laughs> just take that. That's true. <laughs> I don't know. Ed on the floor. Ed on the floor is just <laughs> almost, <laughs> almost too good to pass up as well. I don't know. I don't know, I don't know how Ed
1: will feel about being stickerized. <laughs> well, all's fair.
2: You know, There's there was the whole idea talking about uh, a Fear the Jobber shirt.
3: You know what? There, there's a sign on the door when you walk into AIW that says, you you know, you're releasing them from any harm and you <laughs> might be on, you know, you might be on video or film, you know, so it's right there posted when you walk in the door. It's true. His likeness can be used. You are releasing your likeness.
2: Yeah. We... Poor Ed. Robert. See, I'm still thinking about doing the, the uh, Fear the Jobber shirt. Like, Rick, I don't know well, exactly what well, you were planning on for your – because you're just doing the
3: one for yourself, right? Are you actually making – Oh, uh, it's – there's – I don't I don't want to talk too much about it, but there's going to be more than one that gets made. Okay. And there's going to be a time when uh, people are going to have to give me shirt sizes, but that's something completely different. Okay, okay. Uh, well, you know, we'll, we'll – we have a group chat for that. Yeah, we do. So... We might have to kick Jabra out. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Well, we're we're talking about it on the podcast, so it's not like we can hide it from him too much.
3: Yeah, secret, secret. <laughs> no, there's no no point in hiding.
2: So, Rick, what was your opinion on uh, this match? I hey,
3: I don't. Hey, uh, uh, Parker and Tuan don't need Duke anymore. Let's get rid of Duke. Uh, I, I think Duke was there to help them, kind of as a mouthpiece. Um, I think it's hindering more, hindering them more than it's helping them. Tuan's uh, a bit of an a bit of an enigma. I think is the word I was trying to get out um where he's the emotional guy he's he's almost um he's almost like a caricature a cartoon character he's you know he's over the top he i think that twan tucker character is just the guy you know turned up to 11 so you know the intensity the emotion everything you know i i think that's good i think that's who he's gonna be we just need parker to get up to par with that Their ring works fine um, you know, the young studs have been around forever it was a, It was a good match. it was entertaining.
2: all right let's move on to the next match. A uh, scramble match there was a little bit of a change. there was a little bit change to it. We had TKD versus Ryder Reed versus Rex Brody versus Brian Carson versus Dr. Daniel C. Rockingham and instead of uh Garrison King, Gary King Baller, there was a replacement out of I believe Alpha one bmd which that i gotta figure out pull up what that stands for he's at bmd wrestler very very creative twitter handle um
1: tells you everything you need to know man yeah he's canadian keeping it simple
2: he doesn't even have on his twitter what the bmd stands for he said like what it meant but that's not nowhere like it's not even on his his bio it's just where you can get a bookings we want bmd at gmail.com merch pro wrestling tees dot com slash bmd that's yeah that's pretty much it i think the m stood for michael i don't remember the b and the d maybe was it brandon michael or i don't fucking know so uh this oh shit i was like what happened to the fucking results that i had oh because it completely jumped on me you had ethan page coming out he provided a little bit of a distraction And Dr. Daniel C. Rockingham was able to get the pin on Brian Carson. Curious to see (laughs) where we're gonna now. See, we're we're gonna get something with Dr. Dan and Brian Carson, and Ethan Page is somewhere also in the mix. We'll get into his match later on and the fallout from that. So,
1: is this supposed to make Carson a face? I guess that's my my confusion in all of this. It's like if Carson and Dan are going to be going against each other. A, I think it's great mm-hmm. um, because they had been together at one point, And so there's, there's a great angle that you can run with it. And I, dude, I am always entertained by Dan Rockingham. I love booing that dude, but like Dan does a completely different thing than everybody else is doing. Like his shit is so character based and it's so good. And I, I, he's a great heel and i also think carson is a good like a natural heel so i don't i just i guess my, i don't understand who the face is gonna be in the whole thing
2: i think it's supposed to be brian carson because nobody can't say nobody likes dr dan but he's always getting booed we throw toilet paper at him and that's seems to be where where it's supposed to be with him and Uh, classic wrestling logic of, you know, being a heel and, you know, during the doing dirty tactics and all like low blows and shit. So that's where it's supposed to fall with him. And with Carson, I think he did was able to win some of his haters over, but it was by his commentary, but just his commentary. And I don't think that's going to translate in the ring, but I don't I feel like everything that he went through, there is still a little bit some sympathy for fans, like even me, someone who was against him at one point. you know, now I'm, I'm perfectly cool with him. and I think he's a little bit more likely. going back to what Dr. Dan, there's something that I've said there's only like two students that have come out for their first match, and I just immediately thought in my head, I'm like, they got it. Like I know who they are immediately, and there, there's, there's some character work there, and that's him and that's well, Dr. Dan and Frankie Flynn. And Frankie has tweaked that character bit by bit to get where we are today. Dr. Dan has been mostly the same little tweaks here and there, but nobody. The
1: the tweaks Dan has made, though, have been small, but super impactful, even down to things like the gear. Yeah. Like, which this was a match. I think part of why, you know, we talked earlier about they moved the rail part way through. Mm -hmm. Part of it was for that spot, but there was also like. Dan's coat was apparently keeping people from being able to see, like, almost the whole ring if you were standing back in that corner. Okay. Because it was hung over the the post. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. So I think that was another thing that happened and all that. But, man, I don't know. Dan's really good. Ryder Reed was also really good in this match.
2: Yeah. I'm really proud of, like, how far he's come in such a short amount of time. He had a character that, I don't know. You, I couldn't really describe it but I'm like yeah there's a character there but I don't know and it feels like a generic character and then he goes and does the warp tour they decided to change things up for that show and they went hey we like these changes let's just keep going with it and it's I feel like it's been a hit I mean is it is it your hit like oh my god this guy's going somewhere but then it's like oh I feel like I can identify with him or I feel like he's now He's gone out of that generic wrestler character into like giving him something and what he's done in the ring too.
1: Yeah, he's he has a persona of sorts now. Yeah. And he uh, his ring works good, man. His ring works real good. What do you think, Rick?
3: Um I, I thought they worked well. It was the the biggest handicap going into this as soon as they announced a a six person and we saw the venue was how are we going to do a six guy scramble? who's going to smash into the ceiling first you know there's no room outside the ring there's no room up on top we know what we're used to seeing with aiw when you get a six person it's uh you know four moonsaults and a, a you know a corkscrew something or other and and whatever uh it was a little more Man, i struggled to even say like ground based because that's not really accurate but um you know a little bit of a toned down scramble, but I really enjoyed it. I liked, uh, I thought Ryder Reed was, was really good. Uh, TKD, uh, you know, the spots that he has, I think that he's getting more confidence. Um, he had that know, break in that, the board spot with the dudes on the turnbuckles. Yeah. It, which, um, I was standing next to, uh, uh, Derek, the director when, you know, a couple, two, three guys, they were out watching the scramble match and Derek, said several times that's my idea that was my spot i told him to do that (laughs) i'm like well that's why he's the director you know so it's uh yeah you know it was a nice little vehicle for dr dan i think we are going to see a dr dan uh brian carson uh you know with the announcement of dr dan and gilberg at the um at the akron show maybe brian carson sticks his nose in to uh you know to help out one of the legends that uh, Doctor Dan seems to face on a, a month-to-month basis, and and we, uh, you know, maybe we see Doctor Dan and and Carson at uh, Hell and Earth.
2: That makes sense. And then maybe end of the year, it's a tag team match: Brian Carson and some mystery partner. As of right now, mystery partner versus Paige and um, Doctor Dan.
3: I like Ethan Page with Doctor Dan. I'm yeah. sorry, are you talking about? Impact superstar Ethan Page, absolutely. Okay, I just making sure we we're talking about the same guy
1: who did have a fucking great match against Rich Swan and Willie Mac
3: at making, making Willie Mack look like a million bucks.
1: Willie Mac is a million bucks, man. Yep,
3: there you go.
2: Next match up, we did have a women's match, Alley Cat versus Zoe Sky, and Zoe Sky ended up uh, getting the pinfall over Alley Cat. So that's two losses in a row for her
1: in AIW. Yeah, I, I like cats over like Rover though, man. Oh, good God, yes.
2: Another uh, cat toy spot, yep. which we, we talked about this in the middle of the show, me and a uh, AEW fan, Bill Taylor, is that I want to try the cat toy spot again, but like we all throw it in like bananas, like we, yeah. we do for Space Monkey. I, like I get the whole thing, like whoever gave the, the toys to her for the spot, fine, whatever, for the first Staff. time. Yeah, the, oh, I wasn't going to throw her under the bus, but fine. Uh, the fact she just gave her the toys instead of, like, us throwing them in. So we're going to – the next time she's at AIW, which I've, she's got to come back again sometime. I would figure of how over she is. I do want to try that again.
3: Bye. man. I just, I just want to see if we, you know, we do it like the Dr. Dan toilet paper and, you know, 20 or 30 cat toys hits the ring if she just goes ape shit. <laughs> yeah, like a cat would.
2: Here's yeah. the, here's the thing too, and this would be the perfect venue for it. Laser pointer, ah. and like you can go to Walmart, and uh, a particular cat uh, laser pointer is like three fifty. Like I just yeah. went to, I just went to Walmart and bought like three of them, so I have different ones to put across our home, so our cat whenever it fucking wants he wants someone to play with it they just go up oh, here here's here's the only point here's a play as a point and then he goes nuts for a while
1: man during this match i get to give a shout out to my dude trevor charity because there was this drunken douchebag who like rolled up beside him like beside where we were standing on the rail and like a he tried to get us like he tried to talk to us about joe rogan and why we should like joe rogan and we were like, ah, sorry, dude, not really into Joe Rogan. And so like partway through this match, that dude is like drooling over Zoe Sky and just saying like obnoxious shit about her. And he taps Trevor off the shoulder and he's like, hey, man, the, uh, the skinny little fit chick, the little gymnast chick, what's her name? And Trevor's like, oh, Tegan Knox." And he's like, Tegan Knox. And then motherfucker for the rest of the match chanted, Tegan Knox at her. And then at the end of the match, they're like, Zoe Sky. And the look on the dude's face was so good. I love fucking with idiots. (laughs) And Trevor did a great job.
2: Wow.
1: (laughs) Only way I I think that. I thought it was funny.
2: The only way I think that could have been better is if it would have been another female wrestler's name you know what i mean so it's like he's chanting for someone and like there's a name name that people recognize and it's like why the fuck are you
1: that's not uh, i mean Tika <laughs> knox is another female wrestler is
2: she okay my bad i've never fucking heard of her
1: but <laughs> i think it's a rename that wwe used for somebody else during the yeah yeah yep you got it
2: okay didn't i don't get a chance to? i'm behind on all that shit and i'll
3: n- never watch it not just. That. I mean, if you could have got him to chant something like that, everybody like he starts yelling, "Naya, Jax, Naya, yeah. Jax."
1: <laughs> well, I think Trevor just went through the first thing that came out of his head, at him, You know what? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, that could be. Yeah. Oh, you know what would have been a good one? Oh, you mean Heidi Lovelace?
3: <laughs> oh, that's crazy, Mary.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think Heidi because I had a fun conversation with referee jake clemens years ago and like why people didn't like at the time angel dust now zoe sky and he tried to say like he thought people didn't like her because she had small boobs and like later on i thought about it i'm like heidi has small boobs but fucking she's loved like what kind of reasoning is that I thought that makes no sense
3: my, I, my wife who has only seen zoe sky twice because i was i i talked to her for a second and i said i apologize i haven't seen you since the name change and she goes oh man that's been like a year and a half two years and like the last time i remember seeing her was uh uh when she wrestled i think shana yeah,
1: where she was back. the candace replacement she, yeah she was
3: zoe and uh i thought my that wife hates her just hates her there's mm-hmm. no reason behind it they don't have history. They didn't go to the same school. There were no fistbites that I know of. But <laughs> she's just like, I just I hate that chick. Like, that's funny because why my, my girlfriend and, and then maybe it's just looks, maybe it's just you know. I think the funny thing is maybe it's just this little badass burly brawler that people see and they go, Ugh, you know. I don't know. Funny,
2: my girlfriend likes her, but it was because when she seen her about a year ago at OCW, she was like, Oh, she's like she looks like Avril Levine. Okay, I like her.
1: When she still wrestles as dust in a couple of places, too. Yeah, I'm glad she dropped
3: the angel dust thing. Yeah. Like, Rise, in the thing she's in with Rosemary at Rise, she's still dust. Yeah, I saw a couple of cool t-shirts that just say dust on them.
2: All right, let's uh, move on to the next match. Eddie Only and Derek Director versus Weird Body Evan Adams and Worldwide Alex Keller. This was an, uh, a night of production wins a so spoiler alert. So yeah, the production Derek, director and Eddie only won interesting match because you had uh worldwide getting handcuffed for a majority of the match. <laughs> and obviously there's a lot of uh, antics that go on with Derek and Eddie, this being, you know, one of them. What did you guys think of it?
1: I dug this match. I actually liked this match a lot. I, I like that they did, like, some classic tag team shit and, like, isolated weird body and beat on him for a long time and then eventually Worldwide gets the hot tag and comes in with the Baba Chops and shit. I I dig it, man. That shit's over with me.
3: I don't remember a whole lot of the match. Um, I think after we saw Eddie only in the banana hammock, I think that was about the end of it for me. Ha <laughs> ha. I thought
2: that was kind of funny. Oh yes. And also, there was it really two... Worked. it has to be kind of uh, said for those who weren't there. Uh, Eddie had new gear for this. This he was did. this was a different new gear, Eddie, and um, he looked really good in them. And it it helped give the, that tag team illusion with him and Derek. It was both uh, you know black white or like a black it was black silver and gold. So it was mm-hmm. uh, it was really nice.
1: Now those two are. Like, the the entirety of the production is just on fire right now, man. Like, those dudes are owning that gimmick. And, like, guys are making each part of it their own. Like, those two running as, like, the second tag team out of that group are in, in ways, like, doing some stuff better than what Frankie and Magnum are. Um, it's, I don't know. I think all those dudes are entertaining. I think the production as far as like an original thing on the indies right now is one of the coolest things going.
3: What do you think, Rick? I love Eric or, er, uh, excuse me, Eric, Eddie, uh, I got the TV on Eddie and, uh, Eddie and Derek. Um, uh, I think Derek is right up there with, you know, his, his facials and his expressions. And if you listen to Derek in the ring, he's, I mean, he's as, as, you know, he comes across funny. He comes across smart. He comes like, you know, he, he, He's getting to do all the little things. And I don't know if that's just, you know, good stock from him, if he's just a good steady, you know, maybe hanging out with Magnum and and, and whatever he's doing. But both of them, might, you know, are, you know, tops in burliness.
2: I mean, they also recently had a match at Southern Underground Pro together. I believe it was the, I don't know if it was the first time they debuted, but definitely, definitely the first time they debuted as a team there. And to see these two travel is, is really awesome. And also, it hasn't been a it hasn't been announced in a match, but according to what I'm reading on on Twitter, that we will see Danhausen return to the production at Rubber City Comic Con or Rubber City Com- Fantastic.
1: Yeah, cool. He's had a deserved break with all the stuff he's had going on in his life, but I'll be real excited to see that dude back. And he has a badass new T-shirt in case you haven't looked at it online. Yeah,
2: my only issue when anybody like stop showing up at AIW. The first thing is like, oh, God, what happened? Is, are they going to come back? Is, are they on the list? Uh, what what What's happened? What's happening? That was kind of my issue. Like, we've seen another member of the production, oddly enough, the same position, get, you know, that person left. Dan Housen filled it in. And then when he hasn't been at the last two shows, I was starting to worry. But I had seen a tweet from Dan Housen this week where he talks about that he'll be back in Ohio and Tennessee for... Both, oddly enough, AIW and then Southern Underground Pro. So.
1: I'll be happy to see the dude back.
2: And then I guess that, yeah, that was, we didn't miss anything. That was the first half of the show. And we went into, or no, we didn't go to intermission yet. We had one more match and then we went to intermission. I fucked up tweeting and I did not give out the result till much later. But uh, we ended the first half with Joshua Bishop versus Ethan Page. And God, I don't have the result up. Oh no, no. There it is. Um, yeah, Bishop pinned Paige for the win. It was kind of a I believe a I believe it was a distraction by DCR that went wrong.
1: Terrible. It was. Yeah. Look, look man, Paige had a big pay per view the next day. He wasn't he wasn't wasting his A game on Josh Bishop. That wasn't happening.
2: He also just got back from Japan.
1: Yeah. That's a tired man. That's a busy man. Bishop picked up the easy win. Well, it wasn't easy, but easier than it would have been. I think Bishop. I and this is. I think Rick has the same take. I I think Bishop might get that belt at Akron. I
3: have I'd like a, to, uh, I got a wager with Drunk Ed about the uh, results of the the November bout between Young Bishop and Mister Hot Sauce. Uh, I figured Bishop had to get the win tonight. You know, you don't go into a title match on a loss and you know, young Josh was not going to let that happen. So,
1: yeah, I want to see him. I want to see him strap that boy up. I, I feel like Josh has improved crazy amounts and that's a guy like if you have him as the champ that opens the door to bring in so many people to challenge for it. Like it's, it's, I what is Gargano the last like home guy who had that belt or no, I guess it was, uh, J Pro, yeah, Josh. So yeah, I I like it better that way. I like it when it's like a an AIW guy that has that belt. Now, I
2: think it'll be Dom before Josh, and if Josh does win, you're going to see Dom challenge him quick. That's a great match. Yeah, you wouldn't
1: yep. want to see that. Oh, I, I would. Awesome. Garini's
3: fantastic, and Dom has been mowing through students lately too. You know, taking out TKD. We haven't talked about him and Zach Thomas yet. You know, Dom's been uh, as the teacher. He's been taking out all of the all of the students. Maybe uh, Bishop will be on the hit list here pretty soon. All right. Um,
2: so yeah, any more uh, thoughts on this match?
3: No, it was a good match. How about you, Rick? I'm um, good. Bishop. Uh, Bishop got the win. He needed the win.
2: All right. And as we went into intermission, we will go for these commercials right now, and we'll be right back.
0: You wake up every morning, get yourself out of bed, and look in the mirror, and realize that you don't recognize the person looking back at you. You don't feel as whole as you should. You feel about half empty. You get in your car and go about your daily activities, and you think about all the opportunities that you missed, opportunities you didn't take, doors you left closed instead of open. You think about all the things that you could have done and the things that you chose to do instead. Well, that's where I come in. My name is Dr. Daniel C. Rockingham and I am not only a motivational speaker, but I am a personal development coach and my three principle system has changed the lives of countless people all over the world. I invite all of you to stay with me today and listen as I help you change your lives and give all of you a new beginning. I'm glad to see that no one has left. But now you're asking yourself, Dr. Dan, are you going to tell us what the DCR system is? And I will tell you now. The three simple principles that change everyone's lives Dedication, confidence, and respect. D, C, and R. If one is dedicated to themselves, confident in oneself, and respectful of oneself, there is nothing that they cannot accomplish. Those three principles are the building blocks of anything you wish to achieve. If you just remember D, C, and R, there is nothing that you cannot accomplish. But sometimes you feel that isn't enough. Sometimes you need to be a little more focused on the task at hand. But don't worry. To go along with dedication, confidence, and respect, you can always remember
2: rule number one. So we enter in the second half of the show. And uh, warning if, if uh, Stacy sounds a little bit different, that's because he is in his car right now going to go pick Pam up from work. So we just, uh, we went a little bit longer. We We bullshitted way too much before the show. I think Stacy and I have a really bad
1: problem about when we do that. Like, we're on a show. I was going to say, this show goes long. I don't believe it.
2: Well, not that aspect of it. Like, before we record, there's always bullshitting. And, like, we literally, from what I have recorded, we went a good half hour. And I think it was like five minutes before I wanted to check levels and start recording. So, yeah, we've been bullshitting way too fucking long. Anyway. And then we had yeah. a we had a screw up in recording that you won't even know. But anyway, that's pulling back the curtain. Anyway, let's get into the second half of the show. And we had the Jollyville Fuckets versus Trey Lamar and Chase Oliver and uh, Chase and Trey pulled up the upset, picked up the victory via pinfall. I love to see when you know guys like Trey and Chase get a little bit more experience, get a little bit more, uh, you know, more. Familiar just to them as a tag team, and of course a win over the fuckets is good. Um, what do you guys think about this match?
3: I'll uh, I'll go first since uh, Stacy's traveling. Um, I'm glad the boys. Uh, I'm glad the boys got the win. I feel like they needed it. Um, I wasn't really sure what was happening with Chase and Trey. If we're very, you know, if we're if we're gonna keep them as a tag team, if they're gonna be, you know, going the singles route. I love Trey. I like how you know how cocky he is. He's kind of got that natural kind of heel to him. Um, you know, Chase is you know good looking guy. So it's it, it, it's almost like uh, it's almost like they kind of they kind of contradict each other. You know, you got you got the the good looking guy who I think would be like a natural baby face, and then you got the you know the cocky. Guy who would be a you know a bit of a natural heel. I like the dynamic together, and a win over the boys from Jollyville is a uh, is a feather in the cap of anybody. So that's a good thing. How about you, Stacey?
1: Um, so Chase are quickly becoming one of my favorite tag teams. Period. Like I love that they have like moves and move sets that are, are like tandem, right? Like that that one thing, the jump and the dive together. That thing's fucking amazing. I think those two have gelled together. They're another team that has put a little bit of thought into their gear now so they kind of look like a team and like this match was great. Trey is kind of owed the fuckets it's uh, a get back for that the number of pounces he's taken um, so they kind of got, got a little win back there and the match that they have coming up is going to be insane. <laughs> the match at akron is nuts and i can't wait to see it. i like these two a lot.
2: Yeah, i'm curious to see what happens with you know that match at akron. it's such a crazy fucking show. we had this week on the aw podcast a lot of matches get announced that weren't officially released and i mean that one was just announced right right before the release of the podcast. it's crazy just of how these akron shows are going to be built if I'm, if we get two shows a year, one being a, a rubber city con shit I'm I'm all for it, and especially some of these, like, matches. Because wasn't it who went up against DJZ last time? Was it was it Trey? Yeah, it was Trey. That's what I thought. So now we're gonna see like part two, boa tag team. So, um, I'm loving it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, go
1: ahead. Yeah, I think those two against DJZ and Andrew Everett, it's gonna be maybe the show stealer of that Akron show.
2: Uh, I think that's possible. Like thinking about the whole card, though. Um, so Danced versus justice. Uh yeah, that probably will steal the show. Yeah, I. That's another title change. I'm wondering, could it happen at the show?
1: Because... Hey, man, you never know. That's kind of the the reason you don't skip shows. Crazy shit can happen on any show.
3: Yeah, that's a that's a big show too. I mean, I would consider you know, I know we got the big ones, you know, we got Absolution and, and you know, the big shows. I almost, you know, if you had the, like the WWE has the big four, you know, this would be like the fifth, like, you know, the the unofficial major, because this is going to be a big show, uh, you know, hopefully crowded, lots of big names are going to be there. I think it's, you know, all eyes on this. We very well could see, um, you know, see Matt Justice taking, a t- you know, that's where, you know, I, one of them is going to change. And if it's not young Josh, I'd love to see. And I think most of the AIW faithful would love to see Matt Justice rip a title away from uh, Mr. Donst.
1: I feel I'm like, torn on that one.
2: I feel, going back to what you're saying, I mean, AIW has the, what we consider their big four, but there's another fifth one every year that I feel like has always been a big show. I don't know if there's been many title changes. But the people they always get for that show is always crazy because you have the big shows are Gauntlet, Jalet, Abso, Hell on Earth. And then the last show of the year has always been like extra special. That's where you get what was supposed to be Sid last year. Um, the first one that I went to was was called The Nightmare Before Christmas. And that was a star-studded show. The, the first show at Mount Carmel Was a December show and it was it was fucking studded like that's always been a very big one, too, because since 2013 or 14, all those shows have been after Christmas. So they get people who are like maybe came home for the holidays or, you know, a lot of other companies are taking like breaks during those those week or so. So they're able to like get like some extra special people in. So that's another big one of the year, but definitely Akron. It's they're trying to bring in people into AIW that don't always go up to Cleveland. Like, hey, you live in Canton. Well, we just became a lot easier for you to watch. Come to our Akron show. So yeah, they're, they're definitely going to be pulling some. You would think some extra special things that like, hey, you missed this. Well, you should have showed up.
3: You know what we? That's a I, that a couple shows back we were talking about how spoiled we are and. You know, the fact that we're like, oh, there's four big shows, there's five big shows, this has a big show feel. You get to where every other show, it seems like, has that big show feel, which is which is awesome. I mean, you don't go to any shows and you're like, oh, you know, it's, it's gonna, you know, probably going to be a pretty good show. We get a lot of those shows that have that big show feel. It's just, you know, us being spoiled.
1: I mean Dude, for me, the hip hop show and Wrestle Rager are both big shows every year.
2: I yep, was so I yeah. was I was just about to actually add those two because I'm like those are I mean those are your the four that we mentioned, those are your big ticket shows guaranteed. So where the front row prices and the GA prices are bumped up. True. Sure. And, and then you have like the second tier where there's still big shows, the rap show, end of the year show, and now Wrestle Rager where You're going to be paying a lower price, but it's still a very special show. And then when you sprinkle the other shows in between that um, don't follow the same kind of yearly format. Like, I mean, how we started off this year with the last independent show or the last Cleveland show for Ray Rowe. Like, that's how we started off the year. Like, oh, here's Ray Rowe. He's going to WWE. Say goodbye. And then the next month was, oh, here's Emma. And they announced that back in November. They said, here's Emma.
1: Well, right. And December last year was EC3's last AIW show. It wasn't really announced, but it ended up being so. And Candice had her last match either at the beginning of this year or the end of last year.
2: Yeah, it was one of those two shows. I, I want to say it was the end of the year show. But what I'm saying is like that's how we started off this year with those two shows. Shows that won't be duplicated into next year. There's not going to be, oh, this is January, so this is someone's last show, and this is the February show where we're going to bring in a big name. That's how this year started off, and then we had Gauntlet.
1: This has been a pretty banner year for AIW, really.
2: Dude, they, they keep stepping it up year after year. That's the crazy thing. Every year at the end of the year... You know, we sit down and talk about how the year went AIW, and it's like, oh, this is great, this is great, this is great. And then the next year, they fucking, they one-up you somehow, some fucking how, and this year, it's been... Oh, and
1: dude, that Ray Rose show, let's not forget that on that show, we got Keith Lee before the E scooped him up, and we got Juice Robbins.
2: Yeah. This, this was also the year that we got PCO twice.
1: Yeah, dude, I that... I'm telling you, it's been a banner year for AIW.
2: Like, I I always feel weird, like talking about, you know, independent wrestling with people from other like areas. Where I'm just like, yeah, like we're fucking spoiled. Like we get all this, and I'm I'm never going to complain about it. Is there people that I want them to bring in? Is there people that I want them to bring back? Yes, but they've never gotten to a point where I'm just like, fuck this. I'm I'm taking my money elsewhere. No, they find ways to keep me coming back and i think the the biggest you know disappointment for me this year was kevin nash i really wanted kevin nash and i originally was supposed to be the outsiders i would have loved that and even it's like well we can't get scott hall but we were able to get kevin nash well fine i've already met scott hall that's cool but i got to meet kevin nash now cool but now it's like that's gone uh booker t's cool and all but i've met him i don't after that i don't really care much
1: yeah, I mean, Kevin Nash ain't ain't really my thing. Like, I'm I'm a different demographic than you, is what I was saying. Like, my big thing and the thing I've wanted for two years is La Parka, and that's happening at Hell on Earth. So everything else is just kind of icing on the cake to me. Like Nash is cool, Booker T is cool. Like I'm fine with all that stuff. Like, but like the Nash Scott Steiner stuff, like that's not that's not like my shit in wrestling. Like Sabu and fucking La Parka is. Or more of my stuff
2: I've seen sabu I think like two other shows prior to that um I'm, I'm good on Leatherface so
3: <laughs> I saw I saw sabu 25 years ago <laughs> at Me <too>. the agora <laughs> Jesus Christ
1: yeah I saw sabu a bunch back in the late 90s yep. when when he was in his prime.
3: yeah
2: I think so far this year Scott Steiner might be one of my favorites and I'm not even a huge Scott Steiner fan I just Definitely wanted to meet him.
3: Well, the whole package with me with Steiner was was fun. The fact that he did the meet and greet, and then he did the match, and he did the whole. I mean, it's like the whole experience with him. I, you know, I, I didn't even do the meet and greet with Steiner because I'm I'm kind of like Stacy. That's I you know I'm I was excited for you know Lanny Poffo when that was announced because that's my you know late 80s into the 90s. I remember you know watching the first episode of Raw Live, all the You know pay-per-views and God, I saw one of the WrestleManias at a closed-circuit location. That's you know I wow got to put new tennis balls on my walker at this point. But (laughs) you know, know. so I'm you know that's and that's another good man. There's something for everybody. Every other show, there's you know if you don't like something at this show, it's he's going to get you. That's the thing, and that's why
1: that's why I never like poo-poo anything when it's something I don't like because. There's somebody who's super fucking jazzed about it and arguable who are like, who gives a fuck about La Parca? while like me and Jobber freak out about it?
2: I yeah, don't know. Well, it's like a lot of people would be like, I don't give a fuck about Kelly Kelly, but there are a handful of fans that I've seen that are really excited about Kelly Kelly.
1: <laughs> Young Ed is
3: super <laughs> excited.
2: Drunk Ed. His new name is Drunk oh, Ed. Oh,
3: yeah, <laughs> Drunk Ed.
1: <laughs> drunk Ed.
2: Um, I feel kind of... Weird, like everybody's really excited about tugboat or uh, shockmaster, shockmaster, and I'm the only one going. What about fucking typhoon? Am I the only one that like typhoon? Are we are we going because earthquakes dead? We don't give a fuck about typhoon. I love the natural disaster. SummerSlam '92 is one of my favorite, if not the favorite. No, nah, it's not the favorite. It's one of my favorite, you know, childhood pay per views because I owned it on VHS. Watch the fuck yeah, out of it.
3: They so, should have got a better run, those guys. So, yeah, that's that, back when Vince didn't hate fat boys.
2: <laughs> but they were tag team champions. They went against Money Inc. And, like, when I hear that theme, like, I think of them walking out at SummerSlam 92. And actually, when they announced that tugboat slash shockmaster slash typhoon was going to be there, I like turned on the natural disasters theme and I'm like, wow. By today's standards, if this was a theme, people would be pissed. But you know what? I really like it and it's just mostly a
3: a bass drum getting hit. Oh, back in the back in the day when those you know, when we were first starting in those, that was one of the best themes there was. Dude, and
1: remember that like Earthquake was like a rival of Hogan. Like they brought oh, yeah. that dude in like on top, basically.
3: Oh, Tenta was a monster for a couple of years.
1: John Tenta is the fucking best. He doesn't get enough credit. Yep.
3: Long, long live Goga.
1: I <laughs> i Rick. I'm guessing you're excited about Cowboy Bob Orton too. I, uh,
3: I'm, I'm ex. I remember, see, man. Like I said, I remember Cowboy. You know, the early WrestleManias when he was, when he was more than just Randy Orton's dad. So, yeah, yeah I, you know, I, I am.
1: Kevin Piper, man, that's classic shit.
3: What's the number one
2: person you guys are looking forward to at Akron City? or Akron City. God, damn, why do I keep fucking up this name? And it's my close show. Rubber, rubber. City Con.
1: Of the like the autograph guests. Yeah. Um I guess for me, it's Cowboy Bob Orton now that Lanny Potho is off.
2: How about you, Rick?
3: Uh, you know, I I'm, yeah, I I'm, yeah, I'm probably there too. Cowboy Bob I'm kind of excited to meet Gilberg um you know especially now that we know that he's going to have the uh the light heavyweight strap with him so that's going to be kind of cool can we uh, pay, I, can we
2: pay for a picture I was always I'm I was, sorry I was going to say can we pay for a picture of Gilberg and young Ed cuz I feel like Gilberg's kind of well drunk Ed my bad uh, who's going to be bigger I don't
1: know oh I think Gilberg's bigger than drunk Ed He's probably got twenty pounds on him.
3: God, pounds him. Yeah, advantage push. <laughs> Who can drink more Jaeger bombs
1: uh, uh, successfully?
3: No,
2: uh, <laughs> I think of of all the one the big names that are announced, it mi- it might be you know Shockmaster, Typhoon, Tugboat that I'm looking the most forward to. Granted, and I, yeah. I, I know I've mentioned it before, I do kind of want to get a chance to speak with Booker T to maybe get a soundbite for the show, but I just want to be like. Explain to him to his face that this podcast has further interviews, has a Fay 5 section, and in honor of him who never had fat 5 in his Fay 5, he had more, we have six questions. <laughs> Just so I can tell that to him to his face. I think he would get a kick out of it. But other than that, I mean, I, that's probably number one.
1: I like Booker T, like young Booker T. I don't like shucky-ducky, quack-quack commentary Booker T.
2: If you ever get a chance, look up the rules for the Booker Treat Booker
1: Tea Drinking Game. Ugh. Oh, boy. I'm sure it's one of those things where you die if you play.
2: Oh, yeah. Like, like, you take, I don't remember all the thing, like how much you drink, but I know one of them was like shucky-ducky, quack-quack. Oh, my goodness.
3: Um, oh, that's a Yager bum.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Um, You're drinking more in the first hour than Drunk Ed does before shows. Wow. Because, I mean, there were a lot of rules, and I don't even know if the website's still up that had them. A friend of mine had it on his site, and I don't know if he still does the website or not, but, yeah, that's, ugh. It can be, it was very nasty, but, anyway, let's get back into the show. We're, Drunk Ed isn't even on, and we're, like, going on these little side tangents. Anyway, the show continued with Zach Thomas versus Dominic Garini, and, yeah, Dominic Garini pinned Zach Thomas for the win. I don't say it was easy, but uh, fucking brutal for Zach Thomas. What did you guys think about this match?
1: This was my favorite match of the night. I uh, I thought it was fucking great. I thought those two told a story in the ring. Um, I love heel Dominic Garini. I think the last thing that he needs to do to finish off the heel Dom look is to put on some fucking boots. Yeah. I feel like if he puts on boots then that completes that I'm no longer babyface Dominic Greeny anymore. But I I dig him as a heel. I think he's a fucking cool, like, no-bullshit heel. Um, And I think of all the young kids right now, Zach is the one that shows the most promise to me, like, out of this last group that came up. I think he is fucking great. How
2: about you,
3: Rick? Yeah, I I agree. Um, I really like Heal Dominic, it's, it's been subtle because he's always had that, it, Dom doesn't come out and smile and wave to the crowd. He's always had that, you know, I'm here to conduct my business. You know, Jobber got the bird, the show back. You know, we all, as a section, got the bird this time. I shot him the double bird back uh which by the way he thanked me for after the match so it's this heel dominic thing I'm like come on buddy I'm like hey hey i uh i shot you the double bird hey yeah thanks man i appreciate that no no this is not what we're doing dominic come on buddy um he's so <laughs> matter of fact and and down to business that that you know it's you know he's gotta really go over the top to get that heel character if we you know if we want to buy into him as this evil you know, I would rather just see him just, you know, mow through some people where you just go, you know, I'm genuinely afraid of this guy. You know, I think that, you know, that kind of, that kind of fear and, you know, is he really, you know, he's really going to take somebody out. He could really hurt somebody, you know, that, that level of not knowing what's going to happen. Uh, I think Zach Thomas, great upside. You know, he, he hangs in good with Dominic. It's, you know, they, they worked really well really well together i was i was really impressed with zach
1: yeah i want to see that kid on like regular shows like the shows where not everybody gets on him. i think in the not so distant future you're going to see zach on a lot of those shows because he's good
2: zach also has that benefit of been wrestling for a couple years and he's been able to polish probably a lot of things up at aiw and he hasn't even begun to like really start his aiw career he's just had some mostly throwaway matches and he he definitely has some intensity that has is for the most part untapped and i can't wait till it comes out in some sort of like storyline or whatever we work with him Uh, it's it's gonna be great
1: dude there's a free show uh down here in the youngstown area on saturday at a Harley Davidson dealership that is, I think it's the main event, is Zach versus Dom versus Mystery Opponent. And I'm genuinely excited about a match on a free show that's like 10 minutes from my house.
2: Until that Mystery Opponent is SB.
1: <laughs> that would make it even better. I would be just <laughs> fine with that.
2: Anyway, um... Let's move on to the next match. A good God fucking insane match. AJ Gray versus Matthew Justice. And it was announced during the introductions that this match was going to be a no DQ match. Um, There's a spot that you can catch on, like I I mentioned before, on the Wrestling Cheers Instagram. It might be on Twitter, too. Yeah, yeah, I I posted it later on Twitter because the sidebar about that if i do them in the middle of the show because i'm working off signal it literally takes about 15 minutes to send but if i'm doing it at home through wi-fi it's fucking much quicker so i waited and that's why i was sent out later so yeah it was a nice little table spot and just matt justice won in this fucking hellacious match and i do want to throw out because i happen to see this while this match was going on fucking Clemens was on commentary and I don't know how often
1: that shit happens. I don't know that I've ever seen that happen.
2: I've seen like almost everybody on commentary even Pedro. Uh, There was one time where Pedro did commentary on the regular with Wadsworth or uh, Aaron Bauer um, and you would actually hear like he he'd be doing doing the commentary, and they'll say the match ended, or maybe it was a match where you, know, you had to announce how much time was going, and he would stop, talk into the the regular PA mic, and then go back to commentary.
1: Well, dude, this match AJ and Matt was fucking brutal, and they went all over that bar, fighting in the crowd, uh, riling up the Barkley kids. Uh, that can we talk about chair shot? Like, holy fuck, was that a brutal fucking chair shot. Did you see the back of that chair, man? Mm, I don't Was it what chair shot? Yeah. Well, that yeah. hit AJ with the yeah. fucking chair. Man. Oh, yeah, yeah. In the
2: middle of the ring. Good fuck. I think yeah. I might have had that on video.
1: Dude, I. <sighs> it was a brutal fucking. That, that was 90s ECW level fucking chair shot. It was unreal. That chair shot is worth buying this fucking pay per or this DVD, I should say. <laughs>
2: or
3: paper, MP4. Yeah. What do you think, Rick? Uh, it's With Matt Justice, It's I struggle to say that now we're kind of expecting this kind of stuff. I mean, you always look for the highest point in the room. You know, you Justice comes out and you're like, okay, what is there to jump off of? What can we, what can we do? And then, you know, the the railing was moved originally because, you know, what I was told was, oh, we have to get everybody off the stage because people beside, you know, behind can't see. And then, uh, you know, you said something about what we had to do with the table spot and I was like, well, it, you know, a great cover for that, you know, and then of course the table comes out. The one thing I didn't expect to see in that venue was the, you know, the, the table come out, they go through the table i was standing right over by the commentary uh uh, station and they came out and just traded chair shots you know five feet in front of me in the crowd and man it was hearing those things and they looked vicious um you know thankfully they were i guess as safe as safe can be as far as chairs are concerned and you know nobody came out too much the worse for wear but you know, man, it's, as far as brutality is concerned, that's that's should be Matt Justice's middle name.
2: Yeah, good God for this fucking match. There, I can't say that. Well, I was going to say there has to be a match, like a championship match set up for him. But him versus Donst in Akron at that venue, I, I'm really expecting him to come out as champion. But at the same time, I don't know if I expect Donst to lose it so quick. And I... I openly admit, I kind of like Donst as intense champion, though I also kind of want him to get a ROH deal, just all bullshit aside of me ever booing for him. Like, he kind of deserves it.
3: I could see Justice taking the title off him and Justice taking on all comers. You know, just anybody, whoever the baddest man you have in your organization, you know, send him over to face our baddest guy.
2: How about you, Stacy? One second. Anyway, yeah, um intense title and the absolute the absolute title of fucking at Akron. Ugh, we're not even like into that that preview yet, but uh, titles could change hands. And actually on a that's yeah, gonna be on a gonna
3: be a long two weeks waiting for that to happen.
2: On a sidebar we have coming up Hell on Earth. And it was announced at this show, maybe it was right after this match or it was announced uh, later
1: that <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry, man. I'm back. Okay. Do you got anything? Uh, so I agree with Rick. Um, I think Matt taking on all comers could be really good for that belt. And it doesn't mean that, you know, you wouldn't see more with him and Don's too.
2: Yeah, that's true. The thing that I, I was starting to throw out, and as it was announced at this show, and I think I might've glossed over it or we haven't got to it yet, but it, it's, it's, important to know it was announced that on hell on earth we will see the aiw debut as of right now hopefully shit doesn't change of david arquette and there was a promo released earlier this week maybe we'll uh we'll play it right now so everybody can hear maybe we'll have also in the preview for hell on earth but it's kind of cool to get this out now
0: i've got really exciting news you got me on the talk show i'm working on that but we've got another match Okay. At AIW, Mm -hmm. against the
3: production.
4: The production, you mean they're their tag team champions? Yeah, it's for a tag team championship. Yeah, don't you think it's a little reckless giving your track record to be challenging for a champion? Well, you know, I really
3: have a problem with them outside of wrestling. They want to be actors, apparently.
4: (laughs) What kind of morons would try to be wrestlers and also actors at the same time? They ought to be ashamed of themselves. I know. You know what? As far as I'm concerned, production, you're not going to be facing a former WCW champion. You're right. going to be, you're going to be facing a 1996 Blockbuster Entertainment Award winner. Huh? He's worked with Brando. Sure, it was Brando near the end, but nevertheless, and of course, he never won an Oscar. But his sister won an Oscar. That's going to count for something. I won a
3: Kids Choice Award.
4: Exactly. The kids choose this guy. Look at him. Look at how. Look at this physique. He's clearly in the Mickey Rourke phase of his career. He's hitting rock bottom. He's on his way back. Next stop... SAG Awards, my friend. This is going to be huge. As
0: an actor,
3: I've also worked with Macho Man Randy Savage. Right there.
4: Can you get a better wrestler actor? To be honest with you, I may say I was also on a show that was in syndication. I have a web series that's been viewed millions millions of times. Really? Yeah, I'll give you my resume at some point. So, to be honest, as a wrestling team, we're, we're horrible. But as a team of wrestler, also actors, we're like the Legion of Doom. We're kind of unstoppable. So, uh... You know, AIW, I think I'm going to act like uh, I'm going to have a lot of fun. And I'm not going to be acting when I kick your ass. No, no, you're an actor. You should be
0: acting. Okay. Uh, I'm
1: confused.
2: <sighs> so,
1: yeah, I'm, I'm excited for that match. It's going to be insane.
2: When they announced that David Arquette was going to be there, I'm like, oh, cool. Okay. I wonder if they're going to go the RJ City route. And it was it was mentioned on this podcast, you know, back when the production was on, that they really wanted to have a match. Like, you know, dream opponent was R.J. City and David Arquette. So I was like, are they gonna are they gonna bring in both of them? So it, you know, it was announced this week that they would be challenging the production. So I'm really excited about that because I love seeing R.J. City in old wrestling, and he's he's been on fire for like the last year or so. And the David Arquette thing is like a cherry on top of all of it. So that happening is going to be fucking awesome. What do you guys think?
3: Yeah, d- definitely extending out uh, get, you know, getting, getting RJ on the map a little more, um, you know, it's all good publicity at this point. I think most of us, when we hear David Arquette, as far as wrestling is concerned, we don't um, we, you know, we don't think of him in that that light of oh my gosh he ruined you know wcw and the championship and blah 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 most of us are like okay david arquette cool you know he's got he's always he's always treated wrestling with respect if you you know if you can you know he never he never made a joke out of it he never you know he, he wasn't drew carey in the royal rumble he wasn't you know that kind of that kind of nonsense he's always been uh he's always been respectful you know he always comes off as a you know, probably a good dude. He's probably fun to sit down and, you know, have a few drinks. But so I'm, I'm I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, man.
1: So this year I saw RJ City have one of the greatest matches I've ever seen at old wrestling. And for him and Arquette to be together in a tag team facing Frankie and Magnum has potential to be one of the greatest matches you'll see this year or any other year. Depending on the type of wrestling you like, I guess. But, yeah, I'm with you. Arquette never treated things as a joke. He didn't think he should have been made WCW champion at the time. Um, he's Arquette's going to be great at AIW. I'm excited.
2: All right, let's get um, back into Zero Cool. We had uh, two matches left, and this is one of the the big ones for the night. The Duke versus Wes Barkley, a crowd pretty split down the middle. Um, where did you guys stand on this? I, you know, I'm definitely part of the Barkley fan. So what, uh, what about you, Stacey?
1: So here's how I handled that show. Um, I obviously booed the Duke cause you know, that's what you do. Um, I like Wes Barkley. I cannot, however, bring myself to Be part of a group that's cheering for him when that group is some of those dudes. So I, I refrained from cheering for anyone, but vocally booed the Duke.
3: How about you, Rick? I was this night. I was in the West Berkeley contingency. Um, (laughs) Every time I talk to Wes, every time I see him, I like him more and more and more um i don't hate the duke you know i the, the character the guy that's in the ring you know i don't care for that guy i, I don't have any i don't have any problems with the guy certainly not on a job jobber level um so i was firmly in the the barkley brigade or whatever we're calling them now um uh, i did feel like this was probably the best atmosphere we've had for a you know a, a barkley versus the world kind of thing I thought all of his uh, his peoples were pretty fantastic, you know. By comparison, uh, you know they they had their beers, they had their Axe body spray, they were booing the Duke. I didn't feel like anybody was even, you know, we, you know, as curmudgeons saying oh, we're all being disrespectful to the other people. I didn't see any of that. You know, it was they were there to drink their beer. They were there to cheer their guy. Their guy got the roll up win on the Duke. They went nuts for a few minutes, and that was it. You know, it wasn't. You know, it wasn't. Uh, it wasn't crazy. wasn't silly. Nobody tried to fight anybody. You know, life was good. So that's what we need: is that uh, you know, good versus evil. And in this case, uh, you know, Barkley won out.
1: I had no problem with anything I saw Barkley Nation do at this show. It was in a bar. It's not where there were people with seats. People could go wherever they wanted to go. I thought they handled that fine. I heard about some things that I did not see um, that, if they are true, (laughs) disturbed me more than anything else uh, that I've heard have happened uh, with those cats around. If that shit did happen, then some people should lose teeth the next time it does happen. Um, But outside of that, man, I thought everything was fine. Anything I witnessed was fine. Those dudes handled themselves as as well as you could expect. It was a wrestling show. They had fun.
2: Yeah. See, so yeah, it was mentioned Wes Barkley, you know, um, got the win over the Duke. Does that mean Wes Barkley is in line for the Hoss boot?
1: Uh, he's not a Hoss, though.
2: I mean, I know we have I'm trying to figure out everybody that's been in, like, Hoss matches. Like, was Kurt Hurts really a Hoss?
1: Uh, I guess not. But, I mean, I think going forward, if somebody's going to, have the hoss boot it should be like a twan or uh at least like derek somebody who's got a little bit of a little bit of girth to him you know what i mean somebody who's not and kurt hurts i guess is kind of But
2: i've 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 mentioned i've i've mentioned it too much but what about puff (laughs) i'm just imagining you're all about puff i'm maybe because like i see him, like oh like there's a hoss motherfucker And then, like, have him, like, of all people, beat the Duke. Is that, like, a polar opposite of everybody hates the Duke, and I don't feel like there's many people that hate
1: Puff? Like I feel like him or Dick.
2: Yeah. Ooh. That's a good one. We haven't seen Dick in a while. Oh, God. We haven't seen Dick in a while.
1: Well, I don't know about you, buddy. Um, but, no, I think I'm pro having, like, a a fucking Haas tournament. Uh. Similar to what was uh, just in uh, Indiana that Twan was in, man. I would love to see there be like a a tournament with like Jock and Dick and fucking Puff and just a bunch of big dudes. I think that could be cool. I mean, it's a change of pace.
2: And I believe that was uh, that whole thing was won by Brett Eisen.
1: (laughs) And that would be a great opportunity to bring a guy like him or Craig Mitchell in.
2: I, I want Brett Eisen in so bad. Like, I think if I had, if you, I was forced, like, oh, you can pick one person to bring into AIW. He's content. He, it's a toss up between him and Marco, of who I would be like, okay, then fine, let's do this. But I know there's people out there that really missed uh, RSP. And I feel like Brett Eisen is a younger, not so deathmatch version of that. And, it would be fun to see him given the opportunity. I think he could fuck some shit up in AIW. Good Lord. That's all I want. But anyway, um, let's get into the main event. We had Philly Collins and Marino Tanaglia versus Magnum CK and Frankie Flynn for the AIW Tag Team Championships. And the, like I said earlier, the night of the production with Magnum and frankly, Fr- ah, Frankie getting the pinfall, um, some minor shenanigans, but after the match, it was the production, you know, at kind of attacking of four on two, um, PME, and out f- for the save came Weird Body and uh, Worldwide. So the match has been issued, or I've been. There's now a challenge out there of uh, what is it? The World Weird
1: Weird World Experience
2: Weird World Experience, yes, versus. All one well, can't say all four members, but the four members that were in this match the, of the production. So what did you get? I think this was a good um, main event. I felt like there was no way that the production was going to not walk out champions, but I knew it was going to have to end where PME was going to get another shot somewhere down the line because it's not over yet. So...
1: It is more fun to watch a baby face have to fight their way up to get that belt than it is to just watch it get handed to them in one match. Mm -hmm. I think you're going to see a long months and months and months, uh, friction between PME and the production. And I'm looking forward to it.
3: Same. How, How about you, Rick? Yeah, I agree. Good match. You know, it's, uh, it's what we're used to with PME and the production, uh, I'm looking forward to the you know four on four or five on four or five on five whatever we end up getting at Akron, and you know maybe two three shows down the line PME gets their uh, gets their revenge and takes the titles off the boys.
2: What about the uh, four on four match at Rubber City? I it's a it's a match that I feel like we've seen before, but we actually haven't. I think it's because the Weird World Experience has tagged a lot and they're, they're mostly going up against other you know teams and the production has done the same thing but now we're getting it towards these four uh, uh across the ring from these four or have we seen a version of this at tequila jack some of these you know eight man and ten man tag matches have kind of blurred together for me
3: yeah i don't remember this one specifically uh you know i know obviously wrestle or we got the duke team against the you know the WWE, the Weird World Experience, but uh, I don't remember this specific uh, arraignment happening. Yeah, I don't
1: remember this match ever happening before either. Okay, uh, I I think that match uh, has potential to be much better than even the the times that they've won up against like the the Duke, with the exception of of course that bloodbath at WrestleRager, but that's a whole different kind of animal.
2: All right, um, that's pretty much the show. What were you guys' thoughts on the show as a whole? We'll start with Rick.
3: Um, I like the venue. Uh, the show was solid. Uh, there's obviously some restrictions, you know, as far as the height and the the uh, area around the ro- uh, ring and everything with the new venue. Um, you know, I thought it was a it, solid bar show. You know, it was a it was a you know probably a B level show. I uh, I like. The standing room only, the dynamic of kind of mingling with people and you know talking with other fans, t- you know talking with guys. Um, you know the standing room only. I could obviously take it or leave it. I thought that the Winchester was a lot better as far as food and drink are concerned than we're used to with uh, you know the the other bars that we've gone to. Uh, overall, I really enjoyed it. I the, the food
1: at the Winchester is like head and shoulders above uh, the music links. We were at the bar. um, Potato was standing there with us in the front bar of the Winchester. And he had ordered food. His food came. He was running out of time. Now, I don't know if he paid for the food, if he carnied the food up. I don't know what the case may be. But he had three wings left. And he gifted those wings to Pam. And I was in shock. Because Potato gave something away. And Yeah, so she was in love with those fucking wings. Said they were the best wings she's had in forever. So much so that she ordered another order of wings after the show. But yeah, Potato gave away food. Potato gave away something that potentially had cost him money. I was floored.
2: I mean, do you think it actually cost him money?
1: I don't know. It couldn't have. (laughs) He gave it away, so my instincts are that it did not. I don't know someone needs to
2: find out this information
1: I mean I guess I could text him but I never even thought to ask I was just in shock
2: all right wha- how would you guys rate this show out of ten Rick
1: uh, it was a solid seven out of ten Stacy that is exactly where I was at it was a seven out of ten
2: yeah all clean due to clean sweep I was figuring the same thing I and mean, then for me like how I felt the I'm, like I mentioned earlier, I'm not a huge fan of standing room only. I have really bad ankles, and have to st- stand that long just absolutely killed me. But I mean, if we're if we're gonna keep doing Akron, then I'm gonna shut up because I'd rather that than everything being Cleveland and have no Akron shows whatsoever. So hey, count my blessings. So yeah, any uh, final thoughts
3: or last minute plugs before we go, Rick? Nope, I'm good. I enjoyed it. I'm really looking forward to Akron. Stacy.
1: Uh, Zero Cool was good, and uh, I'm looking forward to Akron, too. The Akron drive is a little bit shorter for us, and that's going to be a long day. That is a lot of fun. It's going to be awesome. And there's going to be uh, Tailgate guys there with some barbecue.
2: Oh, yes. that's a... Also, on the other end of that, they are working on the after party. We will be at the after party recording. I might break down and buy an H six between now and then, and also time changes that night.
1: I oh, we fall. lose an hour.
4: Spring ahead, fall behind.
3: Yeah, yeah. So you you gain you gain the hour. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's what I usually say. So, oh, I'm glad Ed gave up the sauce, fantastic. man. Fantastic. <laughs>
2: It depends on how bars work. There's some that are be like, "Hey, we move back an hour, you get another hour." And there's other places that are like, "Nope, we don't count it until after the night's over. So it's time to close down. We're getting the fuck out of here." I've seen both.
3: Yeah, they could get away with it. It's supposed to be two a.m. back to one. So
2: yeah, and some some people do nope. Like it's it's still two a.m. We're sticking with it. We're gonna count it on tomorrow. Like
3: we'll guess it's on how much they like money.
2: Yeah. I did uh, an act oddly enough, it was in Akron, Luigi's, which used to be up open like really late. They uh, would always be open till I think about two. And that night, they were so swamped, they were like, Nope, we're not giving you an extra
1: hour. It's two to us, it's two. Go home. So, um, well, Luigi's was weird though. I mean, I've been to Luigi's before. I can tell you that like every bar that I've ever known, when they get the opportunity to get that extra hour worth of drinking money they usually take advantage of it
2: well they don't serve alcohol they serve food and they're always fucking swamped at night and yeah that's when you get the drunk assholes that didn't give you the money to be drunk so that was definitely a get the fuck out of here and we were I think me and a couple of friends we were just going in there for like really quick food and I thought
1: Luigi's had like beer and wine
2: hmm. I don't think so
1: I don't they even probably know they, don't it's I, been a long time since I've been there I don't
2: even know if they have wine but anyway um did you get into your plug, Stacey.
1: Um, there is going to be a new episode of Super Fantastic dropping, maybe the same day as this. <laughs> um, it'll be either Thursday or Friday of this week. And that's uh, Super Fantastic podcast uh, on iTunes, Spotify. Um, I don't have it posted other places yet. I don't think I'm a bad podcast <laughs> owner.
2: No, there's. There's a, a fuck ton worse out there. Anyway, uh, I failed to mention at the beginning of the show that we are brought to you by the Trading Topics Network, Neo O's, Sports Insiders, but fuck it. Um, yeah, you can...
1: Uh, fuck it.
2: <laughs> you, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, facebook.com slash wrestling cheers, twitter.com slash wrestling cheers, and instagram.com slash wrestling cheers. Email, if you so choose a desire, resting cheers at gmail.com. Rate, review, and subscribe wherever you're listening to this fine podcast. We are on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Google Podcasts, I should say, Stitcher, TuneIn, YouTube, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and Podbean, .podbean restingcheers.podbean.com. We got the What A Maneuver store up. Head on over there, buy some merch, maybe have some in-person merch soon. I'm halfway working on that, hopefully by the end of the year. But anyway, uh, let's get into uh, our friends over in the Training Topics Network, such as All Beer Inside, Eurovision Showcase, and Old School At The Movies. Then check out our other podcasting friends, such as Pod Van Dam, Benefits of Podcasting, Center Stage, Super Fantastic Podcast, The Road Home From Wrestling, Kick Out It 2, The IndieCast, Sobro Network, and The Big Gold Belt Podcast. And check out our non-podcast friends, such as Thrift Store Jobber, Rebel Life Media, The Savage Stash, Set Tap Photo. Ringside Sots Photography, Sickening Pictures, NEO Sports Insiders, and the official graphic designer of Wrestling Cheers, Moy Boy Designs. That will do it for us here on Wrestling Cheers, where everybody knows your name, especially when we change your name from Young Ed to Trunk Ed later.
0: Sometimes you wanna go where everybody knows your name
1: And they're always like you came You're the fake, why you
0: can see
1: Rose are all the yeah. same You're yeah. the fake, why you can see Rose are all the same Thank ah! the picture with her
2: and because like normally with me too like i'm doing the the tweets and like doing the instagram stories so i even if i was beside somebody i don't know if like how much i would talk to them because i'm trying to pay attention and all that shit and trying to give good enough videos because the, the f- phone just dropped mm, no I hello <laughs> that be the first uh audio issues we've had here on the podcast on this app Plug in your headphones. Hello. Can you hear
3: us? Testing. Testicle. One. Two. Uh, can yep. you, can two you hear?
1: Okay, you're back. <laughs> He's back. Here we go. Yeah, I don't know what happened. No. Everything just went real quiet.
2: No, we can hear you. So, we'll uh I'll just edit all this shit out.
1: Cool. Sorry.
2: <laughs> Asshole, make me do work. Um I
1: don't know, man. Ash was in the I uh, I'm getting filled at uh,
2: would you uh, like to repeat all that because with you being in your car that sounded like a hot
0: mess.
3: Speak into the microphone.
2: No, it wasn't that. It was connection issues.
3: It's funny.
1: Did this thing just drop me off?
2: Yeah, it, it dropped you. It it sounded all kind of fuckered up.
1: Yeah, it's because of where I was driving through. I'm sorry.
2: So, Kevin Nash.
1: I, I, there was a incident that happened at that show. That I feel like there needed to be photographic proof of, and, and
2: great, Stacy has entered a
1: car with me, and she wants to tell you about it because I.
2: Uh, that might be historic. This is kind of why it's easier to not Yeah, that was a complete clusterfuck of audio.
4: Yeah.
2: <laughs> heard almost nothing. What would you say, Rick?
4: That's, I,
3: that's, hey, I heard nothing. I heard nothing. Oh, fantastic!
4: Okay. So, anyway, I'm just and then. We'll just ignore it. Okay, bye.